the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Hello, friends. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, Talk 1640, 93.1 L Ray, and 104.1 The Fish. And hey, ladies, we've got some extremely exciting, we're just thrilled and tickled about here at our stations, and you're invited to join us. It'll be a fun-filled, refreshing evening with the girls Filled with music and fun, great food and inspiration and encouragement, and we call it Thrive, a girls' night out, and it's your chance to be refreshed and empowered to take on the new year. It's our very first time doing this, and Thrive is going to be held at the wonderful and elegant Gray Gables Estate in Milwaukee. The event includes gourmet dinner and dessert, plus encouraging stories of faith from the ladies of 104.1 The Fish and KPDQ Radio with all the laid-back feeling of just being in your best friend's living room. It'll be featuring our own Georgine Rice, Crystal Thornton, Cat Taylor, Lori Robb, Summer Shore, and a whole lot more. And maybe you don't know what to get your favorite women for Christmas. I think it's a great idea. Set aside the date. It's Saturday. January 27th at the Gray Gables Estate located on Southeast Chestnut in Milwaukee. Maybe you've gone to a a wedding or a party there in the past. It's simply a beautiful place. Main doors open at 5.30. Dinner and program are from 6 to 8. And you have things like group discounts. And the sooner you RSVP, the better. Plus, if you're part of a women's ministry or another group interested in reserving tickets for six people or more, you can get a discount. And if you want to be a sponsor or have a table at the event, or if you want to discover what it takes to host a radio program or advertise your outreach or business, just simply email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. And one of the things I love best about being director of local ministries here at our stations is being able to introduce you to interesting people making a difference in the world. Back from my Kristen Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest days, I have my old pal Ron Fry. We have Pastor Jeff Mueller in the house and his wife, Linda. Not only do they lead Emanuel Lutheran Church located on 305 9th Street at State Street in Hood River, they're also board members of a very interesting group called Child Beyond International. So, Jeff, Linda, welcome, first of all. How are you today? Thanks, Lee. It's great to be Mike. here. Mike, sorry. <laughs> it's great to be here. Thank you, Mike, for having us today. (laughs) Truly a pleasure. Now, my pal Ron Fry connected me with you, and he said, Mike, you have to have Child Beyond International on the air. Trust me on this. So Ron, being who Ron is, was very convincing. So can you give us a a big picture from 30,000 feet? What's your elevator pitch? What exactly is Child Beyond International, and how did it begin? Well, it's really a pleasure to be here. And that's a that's a big question. I'll do my best to make it quick. Um, 
It's a new ministry that uh, came out of our little church in Hood River, and the Lord placed it on our hearts to do something very special for orphans. And he led us through a very a diligent process, uh, some epiphanies throughout a couple of years, exactly where he wanted us to be. And that was Guatemala, specifically uh uh, it's a beautiful little place outside of Guatemala City, San Cristobal. And we uh, we were showed how to do it. We learned how. And so we actually went down there and we started an orphanage down there. And we have 22 beautiful little children, six and under, all down there right now uh, with a full staff of nannies and a, a director, administrative assistant, a nanny cook. And uh, we even have a doctor and a psychologist and a, a social worker all on staff to take care of these precious children all these kids have been abused, neglected, abandoned. It's a it's a horrendous situation down there in Guatemala. Uh, the poverty level has caused so much of this. And there's uh, more orphans in Guatemala than any other Central American country. And so that's why we believe God sent us down there. So we have this beautiful little orphanage for almost two years now. And now we're also having a mission team ministry. We just started it in uh, July. And our first team went down there in July. We have several lined up for the rest of the in the 2018, um, so that's the key things we're doing right now, but I'd like to ex- elaborate as we go. Linda, what about you? Well, I mean, you said it all in a nutshell. Obviously, this is an amazing opportunity for us to um, make a difference in the world, and, and God led us to Guatemala, and we have been blessed to be able to build relationships with um, people down there that are a part of the ministry, with the children, and with um, people in the community. It's been an amazing opportunity for us. So, Jeff, Linda, do you have any ties to Guatemala, or did you prior to the formation of Child Beyond International? Now, this is the crazy part. I mean, we're just a small little church in Hood River, uh, about 100 members, and the Lord uh, gave us a challenge to get beyond our walls into not just our community, which we've been trying really hard to do for several years it was actually, uh, ironically, our home church. I, I grew up in that church and got called back to be the pastor many years later. That's quite a different story, but God is so gracious to allow me to come back to my home church and, and be a part of uh, the ministry to Hood River. But God gave us an opportunity to do something real and new, and we prayed, and He released us into this work in Guatemala. We don't speak Spanish. Nobody knows anything about Guatemala. Uh, it was truly his hand leading us step by step. We were amazed and a little uh, scared when he told us what we were to do. And yet he's opened every door. He's provided everything we needed. And so we're down there and we're doing the work. Uh, I still don't speak much Spanish, but I'm having a blast. Get down there five or six times a year. And it's astounding uh, the work that God is doing down there through Child Beyond now. I'm a little bit overwhelmed by it all. He's, he's an amazing God. Well, what I love about you, Pastor Jeff and Linda, is the fact that you don't lead a big, huge mega church. You're simply being obedient to God's prompting on your heart. So tell us a little bit about Emmanuel Lutheran in Hood River. What kind of a church are you? And, well, and how large is it in membership or people attending? And let me emphasize, friends, your church size is not directly proportionate to how well the Lord is moving within the four walls. It really isn't. Uh, I've been directly experienced with big, huge megachurches and church plants and in between. And I love the fact that Emmanuel Lutheran is not a huge church, and yet you've reached out in faith to Guatemala in a language that is not your own, and yet you're loving on people like Christ did. 
Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. But Hood Emmanuel is um, kind of right in the center of Hood River, and Hood River is a highly populated percentage of people have no affiliation with church at all, no religious affiliation. And so we're right in the heart of a really important place to be. And we're doing the best we can with a lot of different community outreach. Uh, We have a youth ministry that's kind of unique. It's upside down. Uh, What we do there is uh, we're reaching out to the kids that aren't, their parents have no religious affiliation, but they're drawn in through our, um, we have airsoft guns and and, uh, opportunities to go uh, shoot there. We have Nerf Wars in the basement. We have a mini golf, um, to, uh, how, how do I say this? Uh, it's a whole course, mini golf course in our basement about four times a year. Uh, we, My son, Mike, our son, Mike, is our youth pastor for uh, about six years now. So it's very much in the family. <laughs> but it's been astounding how the youth have uh, been drawn to our, our ministry. And then the parents slowly get drawn in. So we're about 100 strong, and all we're trying to do is make a difference in the community around us in every way that God gives us opportunity. We put on the annual Easter egg hunt, which is about 800 kids come every year to the park where my wife and I had our first kiss. We grew up in Hood River, and uh, we met there as high school sweethearts. So many years later, God's called us back to be the pastor and secretary of the church that that we got married in, and uh, we could go on and on. (laughs) And Jeff never misses an opportunity to share about that either. Yep. I, th- I think it's a wonderful <laughs> thing because here you are, you, you're not teenagers, and, and yet you're flagrantly in love with each other. And, and oh, yeah. I think that's a great example that you set not only as, as church leaders, but just as a successful couple that loves God and each other. And it doesn't always have to look like it does on the Hallmark Channel, although we get a kick out of those things. I'm, yeah. I, it's, I'm sad to admit <laughs> Well, our first kiss was at a high school homecoming fo- g- football game in in the park that we pass every day, and we kind of reenacted. It's been 40 years uh, since that first kiss, and I love her more today. Well, that's just adorable. So, so let's go back to your past, Jeff and Linda. Where and when exactly did you meet before you became high school sweethearts? Hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> So growing up in a small town, you kind of know a little bit of everybody. So I knew who Jeff Mueller was by the fact that he drove his uh, flashy little red sports car around town. And um, I I have to say, I probably wasn't really interested at that time. But um, then maybe two years later, um, we met um, at the homecoming football game. And there it was just, we've never been apart since. It's been 40 plus years. So um Pretty, it's been a fun ride, that's for sure. He keeps me very busy. So in addition to being board members with Child Beyond International, did either of you ever imagine that you, Jeff, would become a pastor and you, Linda, would become a pastor's wife <laughs> in this town that you were growing up? Not a chance. Not a chance. No, you know, the funny thing about God is he he knows what's, of course, best. And my dad, uh, we have a long line of pastors in my in my heritage my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather. My dad was the black sheep generation that didn't have a pastor. So he was putting pressure on us four boys. I was the youngest of <clears throat> four brothers to be a pastor. <clears throat> Sorry. And when my, uh, when my older brother became a pastor, mm-hmm. all the pressure was off. And uh, so that's... So <laughs> you the, got one, Dad. The rest of <laughs> yeah. us are off scot-free, So that's right? when God really pulled me in later, and I became a pastor by just the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit calling me. Well, and actually, I knew that he was going to be a pastor before he did. We yeah. had um, the 
grocery store Jeff worked for had transferred us to Yakima, Washington, and it was in this little country church out there by the house that we had bought that we really fell deeply in love with the Lord. Yes. And we um, were blessed to be able to work with the youth there. That was our first experience of working with um, youth ministry. And we had been there for about two years, and I one day I just said to Jeff, so um, how long is this going to go on? And he said, well, I think that the Lord wants me to go into full-time ministry. And I said, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we just started the journey of... Yeah. of um, what God wanted us to do in ministry. And it's, you know, certainly there are times that it's difficult, but the blessings are amazing. And we are having a great time with our Lord, that's for sure. Glad to hear it. Linda Mueller is the secretary, and Jeff Mueller is the pastor for Emmanuel Lutheran Church on 9th Street at State Street in Hood River. When we return, more with Linda and Jeff, not only about Child Beyond International, but also about their own church, Emmanuel Lutheran, meeting Sundays at 10 a.m. More information will be posted at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page, but here are their websites, childbeyond.org, that's childbeyond.org, and emmanuelhr.org, that's Emmanuel with an I, hr.org. They're both also on Facebook, and when we return, more with Jeff and Linda Mueller on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Clark Hilton keeps us sounding good across the glass. My name is Mike Lee, and welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with our very special guests. They are not only board members with an organization called Child Beyond International, but they are also the lead pastor and secretary of Emanuel Lutheran Church, meeting Sundays at 10 a.m. on 9th Street at State Street in Hood River. And Jeff, Linda, is there anything going on around this Christmas season that you're especially proud of or would like to invite people to? Well, we're about 60 miles away from Portland, but we'd sure love to come down uh, Christmas Eve. Tell them about Christmas Eve. So my baby is always the Christmas Eve pageant. And this year we have 22 kids that are putting on a um, musical I'm very excited about. And they are just fantastic kids who really find... Great joy in sharing the um, traditional nativity story with our congregation, and we're going to do it through music this year. I love that. So do you change from year to year, or is it, the, is it a tradition that you generally do the same pageant or nativity scene from year to year? Okay, so I'm really um, I'm realizing as I'm getting older, I'm a traditionalist at heart. And while I like to stay with the true traditional pageant theme, I try to... Um, do little twists on it, but but always we present the we always have the Mary, the Joseph, the baby Jesus, the angels, the shepherds, and the animals. And we even had a little black cat last year because that's what she insisted on being. So I thought, well, there must have been a black cat there. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but a very recent video has gone viral and been on the news programs and on Facebook. And it's a Christmas pageant in the middle of which a two-year-old girl dressed up as a sheep decided to pick baby Jesus up out of the manger. (laughs) And the little girl playing Mary didn't really take a liking to that and then put her into a, uh, put baby Jesus back in. And when the the sheep girl picked baby Jesus out again, uh, the little girl playing Mary put her in a side headlock and took Jesus back and put him down. (laughs) Meanwhile, Joseph off on the side, just kind of staying out of this. But oh, that's so you, you got to see this video, though. It was really quite adorable. I love this time of the year. And when we see things through the eyes of a child, I think that is refreshing. 
Just today, we had a letter come in from a listener who's been through the ringer this year, losing, among other things, loved ones and a marriage and a son to the streets. And yet she took the time to write a letter to us saying how much the ministries on KPDQ are bringing her hope. Mm. So uh, when we hear stories like that, it reminds us of why we do what we do rather than to get caught up in the season, which is just so incredibly easy to do when you think of the materialism and the good traditions that we have that can somehow overwhelm the giver with the gifts. You're you're right, Mike. And you just reminded me of something that's just so important about Christmas and that's truly all about relationships. And what an encouragement I can share just briefly that recently we lost a, a 38-year-old mother in our church family, single mother, and she left behind four teenage orphans. And we, uh, our church family raised up those kids. Uh, to, we, we decided we were going to raise these boys. And our son, Mike, and his wife, Renee, uh, felt God leading them to become foster parents for them. And so they brought them into their home. Uh, we actually moved out of the parsonage, the church house, to make room for them and moved into a small condo that they were living in. And what happened was, and it has been going on for seven months now, that these boys have a new hope and a new life. They were really struggling. Their mom had some challenges uh, that were uh, hard to, I don't want to express it here, but uh, she died of a, a accidental drug overdose for pain medicines. And it was unintentional, but we were all shocked. And yet God has brought healing and wholeness and renewal to these four teenage boys uh, through our church family, and it, what a humbling experience to know that this Christmas will be their first Christmas, you know, without their mom. But God has raised up a whole church family around them, and, and now there's such hope. It just reminds me that you know we might be doing uh, we do an orphanage down in Guatemala, and that's a crazy adventure that God's brought us on this little church in Hood River. But now He's trusted us with an orphanage, technically in our own church parsonage. And that's that's just an amazing experience because each one of those boys, they, they all have special needs. They all have some struggles. Just yesterday, Linda was at Shriners with one of them, the oldest, because he doesn't have legs. And so he was getting fit, fitted for new prosthetics. And so these are the things that we get to do uh, in honor of God and his love and obedience uh, through this Christmas season. Uh, and I was just thinking how, how that brings hope and healing through the local churches. Local churches are called by God to do these things. And uh, so another thing I want to point out is Linda said 22 kids at the Christmas Eve pageant, but actually there's going to be 42 or 43 kids because there's a video of our 21 children at the orphanage in Guatemala singing a beautiful uh, Christmas song for all of us uh, as the opening of our Christmas Eve service. So all our kids down in Guatemala are going to actually be present in that way at our Christmas Eve service celebrating the birth of the Savior. So that's going to be special. So, friends, this little church in Hood River is not only making a difference globally, despite the fact that Pastor Jeff Mueller doesn't really know Spanish, although he's picking it up when he goes down there five-odd times a year. <laughs> Piquito Espanol, lo siento. <laughs> Donde está el baño? I'm sure you've no picked comprend- up by oh, now. Oh, baño, yes, yeah, sí, sí. Gracias. But you're also... Boots on the ground right here in Hood River, right here in the Pacific Northwest. So tell me, did your son and your daughter, did Mike and Renee have any kids before they decided to foster these four orphan boys? Yeah, we ha- they have one son. His name is Mikey. He's our middle grandson. And he was nine years old at the time. He just recently turned 10. And so that was it. One one child. And now he has four older brothers. Yep. <laughs> but that's a thing 
of beauty. And I wonder what the world might look like, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, where Christians are often mislabeled and targeted and, and described as haters and as bigots. I wonder how things would look if every church, big, small, couldn't care less, decided to maybe foster one yeah. child oh, or yeah. one set of siblings like you have in this case about in this what, what we effectively is an orphanage in Hood River. Yeah. The amazing yeah. thing is that all four of those kids would have been separated into different foster homes because there's so few available foster homes, especially with the special needs they had. So the um, child welfare um, office in Hood River was overwhelmed with gr- gratitude that our church was willing to do this because they would have, all the boys would have been separated and that would have been a real tragedy. So is this the kind of thing you saw in your son, Mike, growing up? Did this surprise you whatsoever? Well, we could talk about Mike quite a while. He's our prodigal, but God brought him back and transformed him to an amazing, godly, sacrificial young man. And and his wife, of course, keeps him straight, just like my (laughs) wife. Yeah, I I would say that um, definitely Mike grew up, though, understanding um, the importance of um, being there for those in need. He has a um, a precious uncle, um, Jeff's uh, first um, oldest brother who has special needs, who's always been in a group home. And Mike and our daughter Nikki both grew up loving their uncle Ricky very much and having hands-on with him. So there's that. And then also, of course, growing up in ministry, the kids saw the, the need and um, I hope and and I think that we have lived a good example for them in ministry that you don't just um, say things, but you live out your your relationship with the Lord and with others around you. So, yeah, Mike knew, you know, he's always had a heart for those that were in need. But I would say that um, when he and his wife first said that, um, you know, they knew God was asking them to um, become foster parents, in all honesty, Probably Jeff and I both thought, okay, (laughs) here we go, because we knew that um, while the heart was right and their faith was there and God would be there with them, it wasn't going to be an easy task. But, you know, the truth is it's been an amazing experience and not only for the boys, but also, you know, God is cultivating and changing um, our son and daughter-in-law and our grandson as well. And, um, Obviously, for the better, because anytime we reach out and um, serve others and help them in their life, it helps us too. So it's it's a win win situation. It sounds like it. Well, you know, as as young, hip, healthy grandparents, I'm sure that you, Jeff and Linda, and your family at Emmanuel Lutheran, and in addition to that, the family at Child Beyond International, I'm sure that they're helping hook Mike and Renee up with date nights from time to time, right? Yes. Yes, they are, actually. <laughs> and I'm just going to um, do a little shout-out to one little angel hero we have at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, and her name is Esther. And she's a woman um, that is um, just an incredible blessing to Mike and Renee, to our whole family. And every Thursday evening, she goes over to that house, and she stays with the boys. She plays games with them so Mike and Renee can go out on a date. She just recently spent nine whole days and nights with those boys so Mike and Renee could get away for a much-needed rest and renewal. So she's one of our um, 
angel heroes at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, that's for sure. That is a thing of beauty, Linda, and I'm kind of soberly reminded I haven't done anything to that large a scale with my wife any time recently, and my <laughs> kids are starting to get older, and you know, they're 11 through 19. It's not like we have to worry about them because they're potty trained and they're adults, <laughs> yeah. and we're more, more toward the adult stage, and they can use cell phones and have a local aunt and uncle and, and community and things like that. But, uh, you, know, you know, husbands, let me challenge you. I, I'm going to take this as a confirmation that if you haven't done anything special for your wife, I want you to just prayerfully consider it and have a con- have have the conversation. It needs to happen. And I'm talking more than just dinner and a movie or a concert or something. I'm talking about going away and escaping things. For crying out loud, leave your laptop closed and leave your cell phone down and actually pay attention to her because she deserves it. So when we return, I want to hear more not only about Emmanuel Lutheran but also about Child Beyond International from Pastor Jeff and Linda Mueller inviting you out to their church Emmanuel Lutheran on 9th Street at State Street in Hood River with services Sundays at 10 a.m. And you also want to check out their Christmas passion coming. That's Christmas Eve. Is that correct, Linda? Christmas Eve, 7 p.m. Looking forward to that as well. More information, follow them on Facebook for Child Beyond International and also for Emmanuel Lutheran Church. All of the links will be posted at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page, and you are also welcome to peruse their websites, childbeyond.org and emmanuelhr.org. That's Emmanuel with an I, H-R.org. When we return, more with Linda and Jeff Mueller on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here with Linda Mueller, who is the secretary at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, and her husband, Jeff Mueller, who is the pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran in Hood River. And both of them serve as board members at Child Beyond International. With more information on their respective websites, childbeyond.org, and for the church, EmmanuelHR.org, and I'll make sure the links are on True Talk 800 on the Difference Makers page. So, Linda, Jeff, you were telling us about your own families. And, Jeff, the concept of fostering or adoption is not lost on you because you became experienced at a young age. Could you share with us about that, please? Yeah, it's actually, it became an epiphany to me as I was talking to Ron one day when he asked me a question, why is it that you feel so led to work with orphans? And and I really hadn't had an answer for that. I just felt like, well, that's what God wants us to do. James one twenty seven. you know, religion that's pure and faultless is this, look after orphans in their distress. There it is, right on the screen there. Good job, Mike. <laughs> you read my mind. Yeah, I did. And so we felt like, well, that's the obedient thing to do is take care of orphans. That's his. That's his top priority for us. But as soon as Ron asked that question, it immediately hit me, well, duh, I grew up with an orphan. Uh, at uh, 10 years old, we adopted a 12-year-old orphan from Korea, Mike, uh, by the way. Uh, his name is Mike as well. And he came over from Korea, and he grew up with me uh, at that age from then on as an orphan brought into our family. We adopted him. He became my brother. Uh, he was slowly but surely after a little bit of tr- tribulations as he was trying to get through the teen years and adjusting to American life, he became a very good close brother to me. And I love him dearly. He's a very strong Christian down in Los Angeles. And so that made it real clear that, well, duh, uh, I've experienced orphans right in my own house as I grew up. And I understood the the deep pain and, and sorrow and struggles that, that 
orphans have. They are abused and neglected and abandoned, and, and all the baggage that comes with uh, being turned away by their own mother, or uh, they, and in this case, for, for my brother Mike, his mother uh, kicked him out of her house because he became uh, too uh, old to bring tricks because she was unfortunately a prostitute, and, and he never saw her again, and he, he just was on the streets for years until um, an adoption agency pulled him in and, and got him over here to America. And, and I think that in my experience down in Guatemala now, and I've been working with these orphans, I see the exact same pain and sorrow and struggles that are going on in their lives. When they come into our home, they are so scared and they have just no, they don't know what's going to happen next. They've been abused and neglected, oftentimes abandoned. And all, all we get to do then is just love them, love them, love them with, the, with Jesus's heart. It's such a joy to see the transformation over months in each of those children, physically, emotionally, and especially spiritually. What a gift it is and an honor and a privilege that we get to be a part of this because these kids are truly being transformed. We're lifting them up. Our, our motto is uh, lift a child to new life, lift a child to life in Christ. And, and that's what God's asked us to do. So uh, going back to my roots, my childhood, my orphan roots with my brother, I, I realized that's the reason he uh, asked me. But Linda's got another story about it, the very same thing. She's maybe more powerful than mine. So um, I would say my absolute most favorite scripture in the Bible is Psalm 139. And specifically because um, it just, when I when I read it one day, it became so real to me when it talks about how God knits you together inside your mother's womb. When I was about maybe two months old, my, my mother um, abandoned me. She left me at a babysitter's house and never came back. And so um, that became a very comforting scripture for me because um, for, for a very long time in my childhood, you know, I questioned what's wrong with me, that um, I was just left somewhere and I must not have been lovable. But when that scripture was shown to me by someone and it became very real, I realized that God did have a purpose for me and that I was trying treasured by him, and I was loved by him. And regardless of what happened a few months after my birth, there is a purpose and a plan for my life. And so it's very real for me when I'm holding um, really any child, but but certainly a, a child that has been abandoned. I um, I know when I look in their eyes, I know that emptiness that's there and then I know the light that comes on when when you tell them how special they are and how loved they are and that God has a plan for them. So it's a very real thing for me and I truly can say that I understand and um, I've been there and I've also been on the end where I see that um, God has a great plan for each one of us and we are all his beautiful children. So often I see not only this generation, but older friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, pray that God will free them from stress or trials or anxiety. And I never really thought that was a very realistic prayer to make because God called us to work and to work hard. And this is before the fall of man. Go back to Genesis if you want to agree to disagree with me on this, friends. But it seems to me that we're so afraid of adversity that we often paralyze ourselves into ineffectiveness, whereas in the case of both you and your adopted brother, Pastor Jeff, and you being 
deserted by your mom as a toddler, even, Linda. God used these circumstances to prepare you for greater things later on in life, not only at Emmanuel Lutheran in Hood River, but also at Child Beyond International. That's exactly right, Mike. Let me just chip in here. Our dream, our hope with our own experiences, we know that God is such a great God and a loving God, and He sees all things in the future. And we have these precious children like Odette. I was there and the authorities brought in a three-day-old baby and I got to actually be the first one to hold her. And I'll never forget that experience. And I remember later in the evening on a rocking chair in Guatemala in our children's home, it's just a beautiful place God has given us to raise these children. And I was holding her and praying over her and my tears just were flowing because I thought, what plan do you have for her, Lord? You brought her here and you have a great plan for her. And someday I pray that miraculously I'll see what he did with her um, if, I, if he lets me live long enough. But there's other stories like, oh my goodness, Angela, she came to us because her dad shot her mother and then shot himself right in front of her. And she came running out in the street with a Hello Kitty shirt splattered with the blood and telling her parent, uh, the neighbors that her mom and dad had just died. And, and she came to us within hours and now, this was, this was over a year ago, and now she is the most beautiful, joyful little child on her way back to wholeness, healing, and health. We're working with her grandma to, to, to raise her up, and it's just a beautiful story amongst every one of these children have this kind of a story where, like my wife Linda, who was abandoned, they are all abandoned in some way or abused or neglected. They might have a living mother, but she's a drug addict. She's in prison uh, she can't care for her child. She's been they, they've been taken away, and we we pour the love of Jesus in them holistically with our doctor, our psychologist, the social worker who advocates with the courts for her or for him, and and the nannies just love these kids. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place for them to find hope and healing again. And my 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 I, I often say this, and it's kind of crazy, but God is this kind of we have this kind of God that. Perhaps, you know, we're going to raise up many of these kids for their whole childhood. And so they're going to be raised up to be the best day laborer they could be, the best engineer they could be, the best radio host they can be. Spare them this industry (laughs) for their own good. If you love them, you will keep them out of broadcasting. I'll remember that when they get a little older. Uh, But the best doctor they could be, or, and I say this with all sincerity, perhaps eventually the president of Guatemala, because... There's no international adoptions in Guatemala right now. So these kids are going to stay. And it's very difficult to adopt uh, with the nationals. They just don't have a good system. There is no foster system in Guatemala. And the the whole system is so broken down there that there's such a great need for support of these orphans that I believe that with the love of Jesus instilled in them throughout their lives, there's going to be one of them maybe in 25, 30 years that will uh, be at their inauguration. You never know. God you is are certainly good. taking care of their basic early daily needs of Absolutely. love, food, shelter, clothing, that kind of thing through Child Beyond International. But more importantly than that, you're placing them in a position to learn more about the Lord and to grow in his word. Every day they have devotions and they sing children's songs. They go. They walk down in a little marching line three blocks every Sunday to a little local church and they have a beautiful Sunday school down there with them. And they get prayed for every morning and every night. They actually do their own prayers for for eating lunch and dinner. And it's so precious to listen. Of course, it's translated because I don't know what they're saying. But uh, to to have these little five and six-year-old boys and girls praying 
for their uh, nannies and for the other kids. They are learning about Jesus. We're going to head to break in about a minute or so, but just a quick question for you. Is Child Beyond International exclusively for Lutherans, or can others help participate also? Oh, my goodness. No way is it just Lutherans. <laughs> we happen to be Lutheran. Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, uh, Bible-believing, Christ-centered. But we want we want to partner with the kingdom, with the family of God on earth. And we're, we're actually working with people down in Guatemala— uh, and I, maybe when we get back, I'll tell you one of our board members that God just brought to us that is a huge, going to be a huge blessing for us to reach out to the local church in Guatemala. Looking forward to hearing more of the details about that. Not only what you're doing in the Hood River area at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, but also through Child Beyond International and these orphans in Guatemala. We are speaking with Pastor Jeff and his wife, Linda Mueller. More information can be found on their websites, childbeyond.org. That's childbeyond.org. And also at their church's website, emmanuelhr.org, as in Hood River. That's Emmanuel with an I, hr.org. And don't fret, I'll make sure all of these links are up on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. When we return, more of the great details about Child Beyond International from Pastor Jeff and Linda Mueller on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks so much for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with our very special guests, Pastor Jeff and Linda Mueller. They lead Emmanuel Lutheran Church on 9th Street at State Street in beautiful Hood River. They were certainly making a huge impact in the Hood River community. And it's not like they've got thousands of people going to megachurch. They are people taking the tools that God's placed in their hands and utilizing them. And they're using them for God's glory. In addition to locally, where their son Mike and daughter-in-law Renee have basically become foster parents to four teenage boys, adding to their own son, Jeff and Linda moved out of their own parsonage to make space for Mike and Renee and this new blended family. I also want to find out more about how the seed of the idea for Child Beyond International came to a pastor and his wife in Hood River. Okay, well, we'll make this as quick as we can. There's so much to talk about. Uh, It started with a, a, a little counseling visit with one of my elderly couples in the church who just wanted to talk about certain things. And as he was leaving, the gentleman said, you know, if there's a special outside of our own walls ministry that you you could come up with, we would be happy to fund that or at least uh, help with that. And immediately God spoke to my heart and said, listen to this and follow up on that. And so we quickly gathered together a group of mission-minded members of our church, and we started meeting once a week after church or other times, praying and just waiting on the Lord. And he revealed slowly, like little pieces of the puzzle, put it together on a table uh, through these um, individual ramas, these, uh, the words from God that he gave to each member of this little team, that we were to start an orphanage in a Central American Spanish-speaking country. And we were blown away, like, what? Are you kidding me? But it made it very clear. So he said, well, we say, what do we do, Lord? He says, well, go find out how to do it. So we went into 10 different children's homes in Juarez, Mexico, uh, El Salvador, El Salvador, and Guatemala City, and Tijuana, Mexico, and we learned how to do it from others that have already done it successfully. We came back, we said, Lord, we know now how to do it and how not to do it. Now what? And he says, now I'll tell you where I want you to start your orphanage. And so he slowly revealed it was within an hour's drive of Guatemala City's National International Airport. And so we went and we found our location. We started um, networking with the right people. 
But right in the middle of all this, the family, the couple that said, I will, we'll fund this, we, we, we shared the vision. They loved it. And they said, we're going to give you a car. And you're going to donate. We're going to donate that car to you. It's a 1954 Mercedes-Benz SL Goldwing, the James Bond kind of car. And oh, it was, my <laughs> yeah. goodness. And it was bought by Pat Boone in 1954, brand new in Los Angeles. And he drove it for eight, for four years. And then it was too too hard to get in and out for Pat Boone. And so he he traded it in, and this uh, member from way back in 1958 saw it as he was driving by on the lot, stopped in, bought it as his work car, kept it in his uh, possession for 40 years, through a fire, by the way, in Los Angeles. It was one of the only things that survived in the, in the fire. He lost his whole house and everything else, but the car survived because it got pulled out. And um, he donated that to our church. Emmanuel Lutheran voted unanimously that every dime of this donation of this car would go towards the orphanage in Guatemala and not towards our own needs. We need a new roof, but we decided that's not our, God will provide that from somewhere else. So we sold it at auction three years ago in Carmel at this kind of this uppity uh, British auction house that took it and sold it at their annual auction. And it sold for $1.225 million. (laughs) And that's what we've been using for the last three years to, to do the ministry so far. But of course, um, the the that that's going way down because it's very expensive to run an orphanage. It's you would be very surprised how much the monthly is for a full staff and everything else. So we're really looking for help for the long run because we want to be in this for decades and decades. And that's why we're so grateful that we're here with you, Mike. That you can you can uh, get the word out to everybody. Well, you know that. Bible verse that you have not because you ask not. So please, Pastor Jeff, Linda <laughs> Mueller of Emmanuel Lutheran and Child Beyond International, what do you need most at Child Beyond International right now? What are your most immediate needs? And I'm not asking anyone to drop what they're doing and fly out to Guatemala, mind you, just like when we work with food shelters in particular, your $10 that is sent to, say, snow-capped charities is going to go a lot farther if you give them $10 rather than go to Safeway and buy 10 bucks worth of food. Yeah. Okay, so similarly, tell us, what exactly does Child Beyond International need right now? I would say the very first thing that we need is absolutely prayer. That um, if the more people we have praying, um, that we stay on focus, that we're doing God's will and we're um, being good stewards with what he gives to us is the most important thing. So pray, please be praying for us to stay focused in hearing what God would have us do for Child Beyond International. And then practically speaking, the real need practically to care for these beautiful children and the ones that God will continue to bring to us is child sponsorship. Just really, we're asking for people to say, I'll sponsor a child and I will take care of that child's partial needs. We need several child sponsors per child because it is really expensive to take care of the kids in the in the way they desperately need it to be lifted up to a new life of wholeness and hope and freedom from their past. So that would be the most important thing. And just checking out our website and watching the videos that we just finished, um, our, our, uh, I think it will give you the story more about how important it is uh, to sponsor a child. That would be our number one request. Thank you. Yeah, on on the positive side, um, the government of Guatemala is more than willing to allow us to come in and to start homes and share the love of Jesus Christ and take care of these children, but they will do it with absolutely zero financial support. They will not give you a single dime, but they require you to have um, an amazing staff 
with a doctor, with a psychologist, all these things in place before they'll even allow you to have one child. So it is very costly. And um, so certainly we that is the, the biggest need of all is to make sure that we're taking care of these these kids and um, individual sponsorship is is the most important thing. Really is. These details are on the website childbeyond.org, including some wonderful videos. That's childbeyond.org. We've got about two and a half minutes before we have to land the plane, Linda and Jeff of Child Beyond International. So of our listeners, we do have younger ones as well, college students, people looking for direction. Do you have any advice for them or do you have any short-term trips that they might want to help you out with? Yeah, let me talk about that real quick. Uh, we actually, our short-term mission team ministry is really new, but we have a beautiful new mission team base. And uh, we actually have, uh, we're asking for people to come down with families even, uh, eight years old and, and up, as long as there's with one adult. And we have a lot of information on the website about uh, different opportunities to build houses for uh, families in Guatemala and build stoves that will save their lungs from uh, pulmonary disease and uh, water purifiers, doing vacation Bible schools, sports camps. There's a lot of great information for young people to come down and experience it. And the flight takes just about the same time as if you were going to Hawaii. So it's not a big deal. It's actually pretty close, even up here in the Northwest. And that that is, a, we're really excited about that. And we know that if you can go down there and experience what's real and what the other part of the world lives like, it'll change your perspective and really help us in America get a, a, a more clean, pure perspective of what God thinks is important and what our role in life should really be about. Yeah, one of the things I'd like to just quickly share is that in the little, the village that we went down and we were um, blessed to be able to build a house for a family, across the alley from this home that we built was this single woman named Allison. And for whatever reason, Allison and I really connected. And we had a photographer there who had a Polaroid, and she happened to snap a picture of Allison and I hugging each other. Just recently, Jeff went down there again and went into the village, and he met up with Allison, and Allison took him in into her little hubble. When I say home, it is um, a tin walls with a dirt floor and a hole for a toilet and basically a bed. And above her bed was a picture of me and her. And I was so humbled that she shared with Jeff that she prays for me every night. It is a thing of beauty. Thank you so much for joining us today, Pastor Jeff and Linda Mueller of Emmanuel Lutheran Church, and of course, Ron Fry of Fry Resource Group for The Connection here. More information about how you can contribute, just like this pastoral couple at a small church in Hood River who don't even speak Spanish are helping out these orphans in Guatemala. You can help out. Childbeyond.org is their website address. Follow them on Facebook as well at Child Beyond International. That's childbeyond.org. And thank you so much, Pastor Jeff and Linda Mueller from Emmanuel Lutheran Church of Hood River for joining us here on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.